Hi there, this is Taylor checking in with some conservation news from the past couple weeks for Pelicanus and intentional ecology. Working in the environmental field is an experience of some very high highs and some low lows. As always, there are horrendous environmental stories that deserve our attention, action, and mobilization, but it is our opinion that you can find those headlines in many places. But there are also empowering and inspiring stories that demonstrate major conservation successes from around the globe, achieved by real people who have grouped together to create a better planet. We've been collecting these stories and messages every week for years, and I'm still surprised at how resilient and creative both nature and humans are when facing big challenges. We've got about eight big headlines for today's Pelicanus News. I have categorized them into drawdown, sci-fi in real life, rewilding, and humans. Uh, These stories are the biggest I've seen in a long time and are reminders to me that conservation success comes in all forms. The first category here in drawdown, uh, first article, this is the biggest article. This is, this is huge. Um, I still don't even have my head fully around it yet. Uh, out of NewYorkTimes.com, China, world's biggest polluter, vows to go carbon neutral by 2050. Under international pressure to do more to address global warming, Xi Jinping made a surprise commitment to drastically reduce emissions. Environmentalists have welcomed the pledge by China's leader, Xi Jinping, to speed up reductions in emissions in the world's top polluting nation and reach carbon neutrality by 2060. The ambitious goal, which surprised many experts, could help significantly slow global warming. Here's what is known about this pledge. China has long argued that as a developing economy, it should not have to share the same burden of carbon emissions as developed nations whose pollution went unchecked for decades. China is now pledging to lead by example, setting itself goals befitting a country that aspires to be a superpower. Under the Paris climate deal reached in 2015, China pledged that its emissions would peak around 2030. Mr. Xi promised on Tuesday to move up that timetable, though he did not provide specifics. The the bigger surprise, analysts said, was Mr. Xi's pledge to reach carbon neutrality, meaning China's net carbon emissions will reach net zero by 2060. More than 60 other countries have pledged carbon neutrality by 2050, a consensus deadline that's a consensus deadline that scientists believe must be met to have a reasonable chance of averting the worst climate catastrophe. Those countries are small compared to China, though, which now produces 28% of the world's emissions. Even if its target target is a decade later, China is now on record setting the goal for the first time. Huge stuff. Um, But also... Almost as huge to me. I'm completely stunned by this. This is also coming out of the New York Times. California plans to ban sales of gas-powered cars in 15 years. Their proposal would speed up the state's efforts to fight global warming at a time when California is being battered by wildfires, heat waves, and other consequences of climate change. California plans to ban the sale of new gasoline-powered cars statewide by 2035, Governor Gavin Newsom said Wednesday. 
and a sweeping move aimed at accelerating the state's efforts to combat global warming amid a deadly and record-breaking wildfire season. In an executive order, Newsom directed California's regulators to develop a plan that would require automakers to sell steadily more zero-emissions passenger vehicles in the state, such as battery-powered or hydrogen-powered cars and pickup trucks, until they make up to 100% of new auto sales in just 15 years. The plan would also set a goal for all heavy-duty trucks on the road in California to be zero-emissions by 2045 where possible. And the order directs the state's transportation agencies to look for near-term actions to reduce Californians' reliance on driving by, for example, expanding access to mass transit and biking. Two huge articles, and I'm just astounded to see them. All right, next two. This is, uh, these are under the rewilding category. Uh, this one's coming out of californiaglobe.com. Joshua trees have been given temporary endangered species protections. Uh, California Fish and Game Commission uh, decided in a unanimous vote to legally protect the Joshua tree for one year with permanent protection under the California Endangered Species Act to be ruled on in one year after a study. The Fish and Game Commission had been reluctant to formally give total protection to the tree, delaying its decision for months. Property owners in southeastern California had fought against such a broad law that would virtually halt all development on land with Joshua trees overnight. However, with state wildfires putting a large focus on issues surrounding forest management, with some wildfires even threatening to greatly reduce the number of Joshua trees, Fish and Game officials voted 4-0 to to give total state protection for a year. Supporters for protection of the tree celebrated the ruling, noting that the trees are extremely fragile to climate change due to their roots being so close to the surface. Uh, this next one's out of mongabay.com. Two new Javan rhino calves are spotted in the species' last holdout. Camera traps have captured images of two newborn Javan rhinos this year in one of Indonesia's national parks the last place on earth where the critically endangered species is found. There are an estimated 74 of the rhinos left, with the population increasing by at least one every year since 2012. Conservationists credit stringent protection of the rhino's habitat for helping reverse a decline driven by poaching and habitat loss. But the rhinos remain under the looming threat of disease, natural disaster, and a, res a resurgence in encroachment. This next category, um, again, I, I can barely understand it. Sci-fi in real life. Chinese startup launching space mining robot in November. Coming out of the website universetoday.com, a Chinese company says that they'll be launching an asteroid mining robot by November. Origin Space is a private company based in Beijing. Though they're calling this an asteroid mining robot, it's really a precursor mission to actual mining. In reality, NEO-1, as it's called, will be, tested, will be testing technologies aimed at the eventual mining of asteroids. According to multiple sources, it will be launched on a Chinese Long March rocket as a secondary payload, and it will enter a 500-kilometer altitude, sun-synchronous orbit around Earth. Why is this important to conservation? 
Well, a lot of planetary uh, exploitation and atrocities to humans is due to natural resource extraction for rare earth minerals that are found in abundance in asteroids. For example, Business Insider quotes NASA as saying, they estimate this asteroid belt to hold 700 quintillion dollars worth of bounty. That's about $100 billion for each person on Earth. <laughs> a lot of misuse of the planet could also be avoided if we figure this out. Um, out of popularmechanics.com, astronomers discover potential life, potential sign of life, excessive in Venus's environment. Researchers have discovered the molecule phosphine in the atmosphere of Venus, a molecule potentially generated by living things in the planet's clouds. The molecule indicates that life may exist in the acidic clouds high above our sister planet. We know the molecule phosphine is a biomarker on Earth, astronomer Jane Grieve of Cardiff University in Wales said. Um, it's been suggested that there are possible habitats in the cloud decks of Venus, so somewhere where these little life, form, life forms could live. To be clear, this latest discovery doesn't explicitly confirm the existence of life on another world, but it's just the closest we've ever come to seeing it. The researchers who published their findings in the journals Nature, Astronomy, and Astrobiology say the only explanations for the molecule are it's either being produced by a living thing, or it's generated through some chemical process currently unknown to science. This last category, humanity may never hit the 10 billion mark. This is coming out of Manga Bay. Uh, reporting on a new study in The Lancet finds our global population may never reach 10 billion. A population slowdown will pose challenges, but it could also give us a better chance of avoiding ecological collapse. Population slowdown is not a reason for concern, but rather for celebration, thanks to birth control and women's education. Uh, as has been pointed out by many conservationists, originally by the economist Kenneth Boulding in the 1960s, anyone who believes in indefinite growth on a physically finite planet is either mad or an economist. So this is really um, incredible news, uh, understanding the human population on this planet and what we're, uh, what we're in for. Excited to see that. And this last one, I really love this article. This is coming out of CNN.com. Human footprints found in Saudi Arabia may be 120,000 years old. Researchers said that they discovered seven hominin footprints, which, if confirmed, could be evidence of the earliest dated evidence of the human species in the Arabian Peninsula. Researchers believe that the footprints date to the last interglacial period, a time which saw humid conditions that facilitated human and animal movement across a region which was otherwise comprised of deserts. Fossil and archaeological records show that these conditions aided human migration from Africa to the Levant, researchers said. It is only after the last interglacial period with the return of cooler conditions that we have definitive evidence for Neanderthals moving into the region, Stewart said. The footprints, therefore, most likely represent humans or Homo sapiens. I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to the uh, beginning of your month, and I look forward to sharing more in the future. <laughs>